And we're going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Generous United. Generous United is a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. Yours and mine, right in our backyard, all right? Right here in Atlantic Canada. What they are dedicated to, what their mission is, all right? They want to make prescription drugs more affordable so we can all live healthier lives. We all know with the economy right now and things that are going on, it can be a little tough for people to be able to afford their prescription drugs. Maybe it's yourself, your loved one, whoever. Uh, you know, the pharmacist, the local member of your community, their job is to make sure that you're living uh, a more healthier life. So what Generous United will do, will team up with your pharmacist and create an attentive personalized service. And at the same time, you'll be able to save money on your prescription drugs. Head on over to the website right now, generousunited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S, United. And see if there's anything that they can do to help you, a loved one, family member, doesn't really matter. Head on over there today. Remember, that's generousunited.ca, G-E-N-R-U-S, united.ca, and start living a better life. This episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. Everyone's been playing golf. Me, you, everybody, everyone you know, even people that don't even play golf are playing golf. They're at the driving ranges. They're everywhere. Okay, golf is in right now. It's a great sport. We're very fortunate, fortunate, excuse me, that Osprey Ridge has supported this podcast during this time because, hey, we all need some golf to play, okay? Make sure to get out to Osprey Ridge this summer. It is one of the hidden gems outside of the city. Only an hour from the city, it is a Graham Cook designed golf course and it is, it is exceptionally well maintained. Okay, I was there right before the lockdown happened. It is unbelievably well kept. Family owned, so you know they're taking care of it. They take pride in it. Uh, And you can finish off your round with a newly renovated patio and enjoy a cold one or two or three or four. Who am I to tell you what to do? You know what I mean? Uh, So head on over to Osprey Ridge Golf Course. Enjoy some beautiful rounds uh, of golf. And like I said, at the end, head on over to the brand new renovated patio at the clubhouse and, and have yourself a cold one. Osprey Ridge. Boom, and we're back. We're here in the studio. Happy place right here. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Uh, Thank you very much for joining the High Button Podcast today. I apologize. The podcasts haven't been as consistent as I'd like to be. I just, yeah, I don't really know if we're, if well, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of the Zoom podcast. I don't really know how to, I just can't do them. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of them. I can't get a flow going. So it has to be here in the studio. Um, and I've been essentially just going over the rules of what we can and can't do during this lockdown. They're saying work from home uh, and you can have one person here. So we have a guest, uh, Andrew Bondarchuk. I'm, I'm very excited to have Andrew on. It's been a, a podcast that I've been waiting for for the past year. He's been in uh, Germany this past year. He was on the podcast, I think, last June or July. So it's almost been around a year exactly. He's been over in Germany playing in the professional league for the Nuremberg Thomas Sabo Ice Tigers. I think I pronounced the first Nuremberg. N-U-E-R-M-B-E-R-G. Nuremberg Thomas Sabo Ice Tigers. Yeah, that should be good. 
but yeah, nonetheless, I'm excited to have Andrew here. It's going to be a great podcast. We're looking forward to a great summer of, uh, of content when it comes to, to golf. I was talking to Andrew yesterday, and uh, apparently he's a big golf guy. He's, uh, he was booking his tee times. I've been playing a lot of golf. I don't know if he's new to the game or not, but I'm excited to talk to him about that, uh, what his life was like this past year over in Germany playing in that league, if they had fans, uh, what was going on. So I'm excited to talk to him about that. I'm excited just to talk to anyone right now. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I'm just excited to be in the studio uh, back to work and, and getting ready to enjoy this summer with uh, with some great Stanley Cup playoffs. So it's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We are talking to Andrew Bonner. Chuck, here we go. You know what comes next. Andrew, we are going, I think. We live? We are live. I'm doing everyone's job today, but we are uh, we are good to go. Awesome. How are you? Good, man. Good. Good to be back. It's great to... It's. I was looking at uh, our Instagram post from a year ago. We talked last July. Yeah. And I was thinking about what was what was life like last July compared to compared to now. And it was still a little, little messed up. But yeah. Compared to now, when you're in Halifax and you can't really do certain things, it's it's a it, those times. It's like they were great times. Yeah. But now I don't know. It's still great times, but yeah, I still got to fight through. I uh, I'm super happy i'm i'm loving life i have a lot of frustration with uh what's going on uh with the lockdowns a little bit but uh yeah if you would have told me a year ago when we met we'd be dealing with it again now i'd uh i would uh i would doubt you on that prediction but uh people are getting through and i think uh people are sticking together and realizing that there are some people in need in these times and uh yeah. and trying to keep connection and uh keep an open dialogue about how everyone's doing um but uh but yeah um there was a lot of optimism last year i think when we met that things yeah. were kind of rolling and we were turning a corner and uh um i went back to germany and was uh was able to travel a little bit before our season so felt some kind of normalcy and things opened up as soon as I left and yeah. and I'd be talking to people in Halifax about how great uh uh great it was to be in Halifax and how well everyone was doing here uh even though they were kind of bubbled off from the rest of the country yeah um things uh things were available to people that are kind of shut down again now and as soon as I got back the day I got back they shut back down so um, no, the, the day. The oh, day, yeah. Brutal. So uh, I had my flight booked back from Germany, and I was flying. And I guess they were making an announcement based on uh, uh, some of the statistics they'd been collecting that they might be shutting things down again. So I had my two week quarantine, and day one of my two week quarantine, everything got shut down. <laughs> so I was uh, I was laughing, talking to all my buddies, uh, and then friends. Of, who I wanted to meet up with and see, and I wanted to eat at a restaurant. Yeah, and, yeah, all those things. But, uh, but those are uh, those are small fries in the in the grand scheme of things. And I think uh, everyone has a new optimism again that things are uh, things are turning a corner here. And I think if everyone's, uh, I guess, diligent and and pushing for what they believe or want, uh, yeah. I think we can make that happen what uh if if you can compare your life to to germany this past year compared to to canada right now what uh what are the differences cuz i haven't left this part of the world in almost 2 years now so what was it like uh it, it was a tough year to navigate i was uh i felt really fortunate that we were able to have a season yeah. uh that we were able to play hockey that was uh that was put into question a couple times uh as we were starting the season um germany uh 
uh, was was having uh, high high cases and then things weren't really opening up there so there was a little bit of stress on the uh the business side of hockey um uh, the players had to take uh some big pay cuts to play because we played with no fans and oh. uh we don't have the the tv revenue that they would have in the nhl um similar to the ahl a lot of those ahl guys had to take pay cuts but uh at the end of the day the guys were happy to to get on the ice and work and uh it was it was tough to navigate though because uh restaurants obviously were closed uh um just just normal stuff you were used to so it was it was very um very much business as far as going to the rink yeah. practicing going home yeah uh kind of that routine so you had to find uh things that were outside of your your typical in-season routine to to fill your free time so it was it was a good it, it was a it was a good year to learn a lot about myself and and learned a lot about uh uh some things i never really showed a lot of interest in so uh, what are what are some things that you learned about yourself and some interest oh man uh just uh just meeting a new group of people and new uh i have a girlfriend she's uh she's been living in germany for a while she's russian and she has a lot of international friends as well so i got to meet a lot of new people from different places in the world and uh, uh see a different perspective on uh on life and uh and different lives people live and what's important to a lot of people and uh um I absolutely love my job as a hockey player, and I love all my friends that I've met within hockey. But uh, it gave me a chance to uh, to kind of look look at the bigger picture and realize, like, I think a lot of my, well, almost all my life and all my friends were hockey-based. And uh, you can get caught in a pretty narrow mindset and a narrow mentality and uh, perspective. So it was kind of branching out and uh, trying new foods and cooking and uh, getting new I always enjoyed yoga, but yoga became a huge part of my uh, my year. Uh, um, I always enjoyed reading, but I didn't stick to it as much, and that's something I I did more and more this year, and uh, um, started to bear down on learning German a little bit. So I was oh, yeah. taking a little bit of classes, started to try to learn Russian a little bit. So um, mostly just keeping the brain active. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was a. It was a disappointing year for our team, but uh, it, it was good that we got the year, got to play the full season. Yeah. Were the bars open in Germany, anything like that? Like outside of the rink, were you able to socialize with teammates, things like that? Uh, no. So no. the uh, the bars were closed. Uh, we were able to get together at the arena. So sometimes we would have uh, um, food delivered into the arena and... Uh, um, yeah, that's a f that's as far as I'll go. But we were able to we were able to gather. Um, I would like to say they had similar similar rules uh, that we have here in Nova Scotia right now. It's just the mentality and I guess the overall mood and emotion of the people is a lot different than I'm than I'm seeing in uh, Halifax and East Coast Canada a little bit. Um, I was telling people back home we were we were running around twenty five thousand thirty thousand cases a day um throughout the year but uh but everyone was really kind of calm about it um uh the testing they obviously they were testing a lot uh as hockey players we were getting tested almost twice a week up 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 the nose yeah the yeah. pcr just uh before games after games so that was another hoop you had to jump through that was kind of annoying at times because you'd always have to do it uh early in the morning um to get the results in quickly yeah 
Um, but uh, but yeah, the it Germany is such an outdoor culture. Um, there is so much nature and parkland and and city parks and whatnot that even though there was no restaurants, the takeout and everything was still going, but the restaurants and bars were closed. Uh, it's it's tough to clamp down on that culture as far as outdoor mm-hmm. uh, activities and spaces. So when uh, when the weather was uh, permitting to go outside, it was it was kind of I wouldn't say crowded, but lots of people are outside, and yeah. you were able to meet up with friends and and socialize. I don't think it was such a locked in mentality. That's nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I guess it, it's it's different. It's 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 interesting to see how different places handle different situations. So, uh, um, yeah, it's it's interesting to take a look at. Do you find the community in Germany? I don't know what city you were in in Germany, but when you think of a city uh, like Halifax, and you know, everyone's on the same page. Like, don't get me wrong; you have some outliers. Oh, you know, people aren't, uh, I guess, so happy with what the government's deciding to do. But for the most part, everyone's on board. Okay, let's stay inside. Let's get vaccinated. Let's do everything right. Do you find that in Germany as well that everyone is on the same page, or do you find it's a, a split society? Um, now I don't. Uh I I understand the language and I can get by speaking it, but I don't understand it to the enough to um, really get involved in the politics of it. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty blatant when you look at the USA, who's Republican, who's liberal, yeah. um, or Democrat, um, and in places like Canada, I think, uh, and and I'm not a political expert, so I'm not gonna. Me neither. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but I feel like. Uh, um, one thing that, that is, is great about Halifax, but can also, I think with a little bit looking as an outsider who's from here can, can hinder a bit is everyone, um, regardless of if you agree with the rules or not, you follow them. And I think that's, that's something that rings true. I think, um, I like to hope that Halifax and Canada in general stays a place where you can have a different opinion but still buy into the same ways of living. Mm-hmm. Um, That's well put. Yeah, Very and well put. Uh, I think when you look at the U.S. and people talk about how divided it is and and speak on that, um, there's there's uh, an overwhelming um, energy coming forward that if you don't agree with what I agree with, uh, I don't have to. I, I can act completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Germany is the same way where I hear people talk about politics and I know everyone doesn't agree, but I think everyone is very respectful. And uh, that that goes all the way into... Uh, now, I'm, I'm not talking about breaking laws, but if people are using logic and bending rules a little bit, it's it's not a... I guess tattletale society. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of respect respectful, but go about your business. But let's 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 get through it together. And I think uh, I think Halifax is the same in a way. I just hope it can stay that way. Where um, if if you have a d- differ different of difference of opinion, uh, but you're following the same guidelines mm-hmm. and rules, uh, um, your your ideas and voice can be heard for for people who do have different ideas one thing i fear about this past year i remember we had um 
we had McKinnon on the podcast and he was talking, I was asking him questions about, you know, his time in Halifax and why he likes to live here and, and train here and, and spend time with his friends here. And he's like, it's great because, you know, it, it's somewhat of a, of a bubble here. And if you spend too much time here, it can be a bad thing. And if, if you know, you, you spend your time here, um, I guess... If you if you spend time here and you figure out how much time you want to spend here and leave, you appreciate it more. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So he lives in Colorado. He comes back here and uh, you know he appreciates it way more. That's one thing I, I am nervous about right now is I haven't left in a year, and I, you know I listen to you talk about Germany and some of the things you're experiencing, the the outside culture, um, the people, the the restaurants, the food, whatever it may be. It's one thing I, I think about myself. It's like I, every time I you know drive to East Hans and I pass the airport, I'm like, what am I missing right now that I haven't left this part of the world and a year and a half if i'm am i missing cultural experiences am, am i missing out on certain stories and you know as i sit here in my basement my studio like i said for the past year and a half i think okay have you grown as a person mm-hmm. have you been able to develop a, a new skill set have you made any more relationships and those are the questions i've just been asking myself a lot recently and when it comes to the podcast and the guests we've had on it's been excuse me a lot of the same guests not that there's anything wrong with that yeah um but it's just, I think a lot of people have those same maybe doubts in this past year. Is have, have, have people grown? Has, has businesses grown? Have, have things happened? I don't know. I guess that's just the, 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 common, the common theme, I guess, around this part of the world for the past year, for, at least for myself and definitely the entertainment industry. You think of yeah. hockey guys who, you know, the Mooseheads, they only played PEI and Cape Breton this year. That's two teams. You know, have these players really gotten better? Have, have these guys grown as people to be able to, I don't know, get better it's just i don't know a lot of questions you know what i'm trying to say yeah and and i don't think i I think i'm extremely lucky and i won't won't doubt that to be able to see different places in the world and meet people with different perspectives but uh it's it's just the i i think in the last couple years i learned and and kind of felt like it's it's you can travel to a hundred different countries in in a year um but if you don't want to experience culture gain new perspective or meet new people or read something new um, or watch something different or challenge yourself it's not necessarily having to leave to do that you you can do it wherever you are and and i think uh um this this time is offered myself and i hope a lot of people a time to maybe reflect on uh on uh, their daily habits and daily routines and living and maybe make some adjustments and uh, um, it's it's having too much free time can allow people to kind of fall into some bad habits too which is uh, which which I've talked to some people about throughout this lockdown it's it's been really tough for people because um, uh, especially in the maritimes uh, growing up here there is such a pride in uh, in, in some things that aren't always the healthiest of habits. And uh, I think uh, I've seen a lot of people and close friends who have grown a lot in the past year and uh, maybe had a lot of time to, uh, to sit by themselves and think and evaluate uh, um, what's benefiting them in, in positive ways and, and make adjustments. Um, I know growing up, uh, I, I grew up out... Uh, I grew up in Alberta and when I was 13 I moved to Nova Scotia and that was uh that was at a young age but you learn pretty quickly that uh, the Maritimes is pretty proud of their drinking culture and uh, when you go through the hockey ranks uh, 
as a guy from the Maritimes, it's just a running joke. No matter where you go in the world, it's oh Jesus Maritime, or like yeah. this guy can drink. Yeah. Like, and and you have time to reflect on those things and and pull away from it a little bit and uh, and broaden your horizon with your with your free time and free nights. So yeah. uh, I think maybe that's just age uh, coming with age, but I'm seeing it happen a lot uh, with friends and people I'm close to, which is which is really positive. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I, when we were talking earlier, you mentioned tea times, you're booking golf. Have you always been a golfer? I used to be a, I used to love golf. Uh, uh, I used to golf a lot. Um, I, I golf for the company now. That's it. Uh, I golfed yesterday for the first time. Uh, Where at? I golfed at Glen Arbor. Okay. That nice. Was, uh, that was kind of, uh, I grew up in that area and I golfed there a lot growing up. So I liked that course and it was a great opportunity to get out with my dad and my uncle and, whack the ball around but uh it's a it's a sport i love to hate i (laughs) I love getting out with people and and i can play really well at times but uh um i don't have the uh i don't want to commit the the mental energy and physical energy into getting better at it you can't you don't want you don't want to commit time to it i i know i can be a good golfer that's the thing but it's not like riding a bike it takes so much practice yeah and, and routine and i just don't want to commit mentally to the point that I disappoint myself. So if I just really? set if I just set myself up as like I'm going out, I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> you know what? I'll maybe I'll get a birdie, maybe I'll get a triple bogey. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna have a good time. It's about getting out with people. But uh, yeah, it's a like a full round is such a commitment, and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if you feel that way when you retire. Because I don't have any competitive I, I don't have any competitive nature in my life. Other yeah. than with myself, just trying to get better. But I picked up golf this year, and I'm in love with it. Like, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. And I I think of you. You probably still train a lot, yeah. so maybe that takes up a lot of your time. And you're talking about like mental and physical energy. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if you feel that way when you retire. Potentially, I yeah, a lot of a lot of things. Like my training took up a lot of time, and then uh, um, my my closest friends weren't the biggest golfers. Okay, like, so I. Th- I, uh, we golfed together, uh, growing up, um, when we were younger. So like Brad Marchand, Jeff Marchand, Justin Smith, we would always go out as a foursome. And I think around the same time, we all kind of, uh, it kind of fell off our radar a little bit. Um, and then, uh, guys start having kids and that, that cuts golf out of the equation pretty quickly. But, uh, (laughs) it's something I've always wanted to keep as a skill, uh, uh, just as a social aspect and, and maybe even from like a business perspective in the, in what do the you future, mean? uh, meeting people, like yeah. having okay, an opportunity yeah. to go out and walk the course and talk and, yeah. and, uh, within hockey culture, uh, golf in the off season is a big thing. goes and, hand in hand. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely something I like to keep and hang on to. I love when I get out. I just don't want to go out and expect to shoot the lights out and disappoint myself. Cause yeah. I am such a competitive person. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like the competitive, not ego, but the competitive nature in you. You only want to do things that you're good at. You're a great hockey player. And to yeah. do a triple bogey on a, on a part three, you're like, come on, Andrew, what are you doing? Like, I know what you mean. It's that yeah. frustration level, but I don't know. It is. It's. It, I do try and do the best at everything. I do. So when I am golfing, I take my time and I try and shoot my shots. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I don't intentionally play like shit, yeah. but I don't. I'm I I recognize with myself that I'm not putting in 
practice. I'm not going yeah. to the range. I'm yeah. not chipping. I'm not putting. Yeah. I'm showing up. I might take a couple swings and we're ready to go. Yeah. So it's 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 leisure for me is more than competitiveness. So still like you know how old are you 32 33 32, yeah you, you, i was talking to you this morning you're you're working out your training what were you doing uh yeah so uh right now with the gym shut down uh my trainer jp mccollum who i've been with for a long time uh he used to train me way back yeah, yeah so yeah. he's he's fortunate enough that uh, the gym he has now is big garage doors so um when uh when we roll in or i roll in for a training session we move the uh the equipment outside so um, you got to beat the rain sometimes. And there's been a couple days that we just had to call it. Uh, hopefully things are turning around, but, uh, it's, it's just kind of yard work, little, little bit of jail workouts right now. What do you mean? The, <laughs> well, I just outdoor with weights and, and oh, okay, yeah, okay, and yeah. you got, uh, you got trap bars and barbells and stuff outside yeah. on the cement. It's just a little bit of a different feel. Um, but you're still I'm still able to do uh my yoga on my own and all my active yeah. mobility stuff and uh isn't JP's wife a yoga instructor? She is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. she's uh she's a yoga teacher and uh growing up we did a lot of yoga with her uh along with the training. Uh they have lots of kids. They have four kids now and okay. a, and a young uh um young baby, so uh, he said that yoga might be something we'll implement again uh, with her this summer. But uh, um, like you were talking about YouTube, finding everything you could do on YouTube these days. I do a lot of YouTube yoga. Yeah. And I found a few really good people who I like to follow. So it's uh, it's been good. It's been good. I've been happy to add it to my routine. Awesome. So compared to like when you were 18 years old to now and the training regimen that you do, well, is your mindset still okay? Let's still get quicker. Let's get stronger. Or is your mindset let's maintain? Let's uh, you know figure out this problem. Let's like what's your mindset when you're training? Because when you're 18, yeah. I'm assuming you just want to lift heavy. You want to like what's your? Yeah. Well, when I'm, I think just life in general. As you grow older, uh, um especially hockey players it's it's you got to grow into a point where uh you're making decisions for yourself and you're setting your own schedule and yeah. almost almost setting yourself up for life after hockey when you're 18 uh you get a personal trainer and you show up and you do the workout and you leave you know like, okay i'm done yeah every every rep every exercise was told like okay you're gonna do this for this amount yeah and uh and you kind of show up and you don't put much extra thought into it. I think uh, in the past few years, um, I've really learned why I'm doing exercises, the the focus of the exercise and really kind of analyzing how my body feels. And, and at certain times I can really, uh, um, yeah, it's not too deep, but you can, you understand what your body needs and how you feel. And, and when you're on the ice, you can feel certain ways and maybe see, feel a tightness here or there. Yeah. Um, so as I've gotten older, it's, it's really kind of listening to your body. Um, strength has never been an issue for me and it's something I enjoy doing. So that's sometimes something I have to reel back a little bit, uh, is, is from the strength and lifting aspect thing, part of things and, uh, really focus on the, uh, the mobility and the quickness as I get older. Cause those are the things that, uh, that you can really notice if it starts to deteriorate. So when you come back for the first, like when you just got out of quarantine, you started working out with JP, what are some questions like JP asks you at the beginning of the year and what, what does he want to know from you? Yeah, we keep in touch throughout the whole season. So uh, you typically after my season ends, 
um, I, I'm keeping in touch with them throughout the whole thing. As the season ends, we just talk about uh, any injuries or ailments or, or things that were bothering me towards the end of the year yeah. or throughout the year, and it's it's something he likes to incorporate so we can uh, we can touch on it and uh, come the next season. I'm feeling good about uh, about my body and where it's at for uh, for another grind. Yeah. I love that you implement yoga. It's one thing I don't, but when I did do it back when I played, it was, uh, it was, it's, it, I don't, I don't want to say life changing, but it's incredible what it does for, at least for me, for your mood. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I feels great on my body, but there's no better feeling than going in an hour hot yoga session and then jumping in a cold shower. Yeah. That, I remember that feeling was sensational. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it does a lot more I find for my mental than my physical. It was, it was great. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, typical to like we talked about working out when you're 18 versus older is um mata jp's wife used to do yoga with us and and early on i would just do yoga like you didn't know why you were doing it tell me the moves oh i'm doing yoga because it makes me flexible like i'm doing these moves and my shoulders are on fire i hate (laughs) this my legs are burning like this isn't what hockey players do yeah okay next move next move and then you kind of really once you really dive into it and kind of take the initiative to do it yourself and realize it's something you enjoy and uh and really incorporate the mind and the movement as part of it it is it's it's amazing like once you really you're like ah now i'm now i understand yoga and and, uh yeah i i try and do it daily at least really daily Yeah. yeah so if uh so i today i did uh power flow this morning and if i don't get a morning yoga session in, i'll do a yin yoga at night which is just kind of a, a, a it's more of a stretching routine but you just do it at the house yeah yeah i just lay the mat down before i go to bed or as soon as i wake up and uh yeah i found yeah i'm not gonna, it's, it hasn't changed my life i'm not here to say but it did if if it if i miss it i've never regretted starting yoga there's been days where I'm like, God, I just don't want to do it today. And yeah. you get halfway through and you're done. And you're like, I'm so happy I did that. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's like anything that you commit to, whether it's a workout or saying you're going to read 30 minutes a day or anything you put on your to-do list yeah. at the start of the day. Once you check it off, you're like, God, I'm glad I did that. So You said you started reading this year. I, no, I sh- I've always read. I just should say I've made more of a point of um, – of writing down kind of my daily goals each day. So give me some, other than reading, give me some goals that you write down. Okay. So I'd have my, my pen and paper and pad and I would put, uh, so I'd have yoga. But what, sorry, I got to ask you one more question before you start. Like what, what day of the week are you writing? Are they new goals every week or are they? No, this is like, they might change if I have a new thing that I have to do, if I have a chore or errand, but these are more, uh, I don't know what you call them. Uh, daily must do okay okay like i got every you. day okay you got sorry. monday tuesday wednesday okay. thursday friday and and every day i have yoga so i don't, I don't complete them all every day and it's a disappointment but <laughs> that's I all right say so i'll have yoga i'll have uh german for 30 minutes russian for 30 minutes read for 30 minutes so those are all like and i have i've practiced so i have an hour of practice 30 or 40 minutes of workouts and this year there's not a lot of hanging around at the rink so i'm done i got a whole day so that's that's only an hour and a half of the day and uh it kind of uh 
um, gave me the opportunity to not sit on my sit on my yeah. ass and maybe get lost in YouTube or show on Netflix. It was more uh, just to keep my mind going and and find productive ways to pass time. So, uh, yoga is just one of those things on my list that if I don't get it done during the day and I don't get to cross it off, uh, it, it's it's disappointing. So that's what I got to write things down more. I don't read it as I really I really don't read at all, but. I don't know, this company just consumes my life, but there are things outside of it that I do want to achieve and reading books is one of them. I'm a yeah. big audio book guy. Like I like to, like, when I run, I'll listen to an audio book, but Definitely. what is it when you can't like follow the words correctly? Uh, you're dis- not dyslexic. Is it just dis- dis- potentially? I think, yeah. It's I like when the words skip, like you can't read word for word for word. Like it goes, uh, nah, yeah, nonetheless, but I'm trying to work on it. Yeah. It's, but, it's, it's, it's it, I don't want to say yoga helped me with it, but I also like, it's nice to be able to get into a space or an area where you can read and really get engaged in the book. I can't tell you how many times I I read a lot even prior to this year and it was kind of more sporadic. It wasn't more of a daily thing I chose to do is get a book, read it a few months later, maybe I'll find another book. Um, but I can't tell you how many times I would be reading a book and finish an entire page and be like, shit, I don't remember anything, anything. I just read on that page. Cause yeah. I was thinking about something else Yeah. and, uh, being able to get in that space where you are like yoga, you, you can't appreciate it if you're just doing it and someone's telling you what to do. But once you kind of get into the moment and, and know why you're doing yeah, it. Yeah. Being mindful about it yeah. and focused and kind of slowing down your mind from anything else that's going on and, yeah. uh, being able to get in that space where you're reading and you're just reading, you're able to sit for 30 minutes and enjoy it yeah. is nice. And, uh, you'll catch your, it's kind of like a reading meditation. Okay. I don't know, but I'll give it a shot. I'm trying to, I, the way I'm speaking, I'm like a guru, but I'm really not. I Sound guess. like it. No, you shouldn't have all, said man. that. <laughs> not at all, man. Um, not at all. Your best friend, Brad, he has a uh, Marshy and Milko. Yeah. And, uh, it's based around hunting. Have you ever hunted with him or just in general? So we talk a lot about this. My, uh, his grandfather was a hunter, his dad's a hunter, his family's a hunter. Yeah. And uh, from the time I met Brad, and uh, it probably started with Brad that I started showing interest in it. Um, but uh, just from a lifestyle and uh, and a uh, the more I pay attention to what I eat and my diet, it's, it's been something that's interested me. So we keep in touch with it a lot, and he's he's next level with it, so... When I, uh, when I came back and had to quarantine, I actually did my two week quarantine at his hunting camp. He has a hunting camp. Yeah. So he has a, he has a hunting camp here in Nova Scotia. I think he has a, a few. It's like a tree house. Scattered around the, uh, it's, they call it a hunting camp. It's a, it's a nice, (laughs) it's a nice place to stay. Yeah. You can, can you like sleep there? Oh, hundred percent. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a house. Like it's, you call it a camp. Okay. It's so it's house. like, a, okay, I gotcha. It's a house just in, in the woods, tons of land. So it's a, uh, it was a beautiful spot and, uh, we talked a lot, but when I, uh, when I was in Texas, I finally, so I always had pellet guns, Yeah. but when I was in Texas, I finally jumped on board for bow hunting. So I got a compound bow and that's something that, uh, that now, uh, 
I am renting a cottage here uh, for the summer. I got my targets and nice. I don't get to do it every day, but it's another thing that like every day, if I can, sh if I can shoot my bow for a little bit, nice. uh, I love it. But, um, with, uh, with being a hockey player, we miss hunting season every year. So we mm -hmm. leave, uh, um, like for Germany, I have to leave start of August to go back to Germany. So I'll be heading back. So I miss hunting season. So I'm not going to hunt, but it's something I 100% plan on taking up after my playing career is over. Um, just from the uh, from the ethically sourced meat standpoint and um, the hobby and the lifestyle and the skill to have. But uh, I, I love spending time in the woods and hiking and and venturing and it just something that rings to me and it's something i talk about with brad and i've i've told him i'm like man you're gonna have to teach me how to do this stuff because you guys are like his family's just like wizards yeah with like uh um everything the, tr the tracking aspect of it and, and what's a skill set that you need in order to have to be a good tracker of a moose you're asking the wrong guy no, uh, you don't even no, know eh? no this is like so i i, I dabble with like uh some magazines like reading and and some off the grid magazines on kind of survivalist tips and yeah. and how to spend your time uh, in nature but at the end of the day you actually got to go out and do it and it's it's something that i think you need to be guided on um so i look forward to it it's something i show show a lot of interest in and uh um his family brad and jeff both are, are really really skilled and yeah. i think they don't uh they don't brag or boast too much about it, but uh, it is something that I have a lot of interest in. My brother and my dad are, are not, I don't want to say big into it, but they, uh, they've they done it a couple of years in a row now, and I haven't gone out with them yet, but it's something I definitely want to get into as well. It's something I just want to be able to say I've done it. I, I just want to, I want to kill an animal, yeah. and I want to see how I feel. Yeah. And then from there, I'll, I'll make the decision whether or not I want to continue to do it or not. But I do understand it. I kind of feel like a hypocrite. You know, if I eat a steak or a chicken and it's killed for me, uh, I want to do it myself, see who I feel, eat the meat that I've captured, and we'll go from there. That's that's my plan for yeah. next this summer at least. Yeah. And I think it, it just it just all ties into the, like, the, the life I see for myself after I'm done playing hockey is kind of like a um, – I don't want to over, not simple, but but kind of uh, um, being able to sustain yourself and 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 maybe like a little bit of gardening, your own gardening, your own hunting, and and just more of a natural, uh, minimalistic kind of style of life. And uh, I I just feel a lot of enjoyment uh, when I'm in those kind of elements, and it's it's not something I'm diving into daily but uh but i do i do love that connection with uh with nature and i guess the the natural yeah. flow of things yeah 100 percent. yeah we got a family cottage out in bridgewater and we'll go out there for two three nights in a row and you feel so at calm and you come back to the city and you pull off an exit and go to like bears lake and you almost feel that anxiety without even being doing anything you're just in the city moving around oh. cars but you notice when you're in bridgewater by the lake you don't hear a horn you don't hear anything yeah it's a it's it's a it's a very very mindful and peaceful thing that i enjoy and I definitely the same as well. Want to be able to get into that into my older yeah. days. It's a nice thing. It's awesome. Yeah, you think about when you were a kid and you used to just get lost in the woods or like a snowstorm. Oh. You just go get and uh, and it's so true what you're saying. And and it's it's funny 
not funny, but it's cool to sit back and observe people because everyone says the same thing. Like everyone's like, Oh, I love when I get out in nature and go for a hike and I feel so good. And yeah. I do this and I do that. And then they rush back to the city and they're on their phone and they're like, oh, I feel so tired. And depressed. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, you know what the problem yeah, is? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, 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 you sit back and, and I have, all i have problems in my life like so many problems and i there's problems i can't solve or work through but um sometimes you like you see people who have a problem and you're like you know how to solve it you just you can't break through but that's one thing that i see with uh with being outside a city and and often in nature it's it's something i like to incorporate as much as i can because of that feeling uh that feeling of calm and and peace that it gives you it's the I get that feeling a little bit with golf too. It is nature. Oh, don't get me wrong. You you, sh- you you hit a bad shot. You you're a little pissed off. Yeah. But still, like you're 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 out in nature. You're you're with your buddies and you're having a good time. It's that yeah. that that just not hearing a car or a honk or anything like that. It, it definitely puts you a little bit of a peace of mind. But yeah, like I said, if you do shoot a bad game, it can be frustrating. Oh, for sure. Whatever. It's a learning experience. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. It's painful, man. L- losing or or not doing well is painful. Oh, it's <laughs> it's painful. Especially when you've been good at something your whole life, yeah, like definitely. hockey. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyways, it's teaching experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's your plan this summer? Man, it is like week to week right now. I guess that's a stupid question. Yeah, yeah no one knows. Yeah. Week to week, um, uh, mostly preparing myself for uh, for the next hockey season, like I am every summer. Uh, um based on what we uh what we are and aren't allowed to do right now is is catching up with friends as much as possible um that's something i'm really looking forward to i've seen uh seen the majority of my friends in uh in uh situations that are comfortable for them and and everyone so uh yeah i'm not it's it's nice not to have a lot of plans, but uh, but at the same time, I worry that if you don't make the plans, time can go by so quickly that it's going to be time to leave again. And if 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 there's some things you want to get done that you don't get done mm-hmm. or don't don't make a make a priority, they can they can pass by pretty quickly. So 100%. Um, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping things ease up a little bit with the restrictions and the lockdowns, uh, so there's a little bit more freedom to uh, to make my time home as much as it can be um i guess uh skating and ice time are a big question mark right now still i never even thought of that yeah you can't skate yeah not yet so uh rollerblades yeah I'm p- part of the blade gang again i got <laughs> uh, i got mars blades last year i heard those are those are the things to get now pretty the- legit yeah i mean I, I i farted around with them a few times and it was better than nothing yeah uh but uh i have those in my storage unit so i'm, I'm hoping come early june i don't have to go pull those out and that there will be some ice available but uh um yeah it's like i said it's it's kind of week to week right now um getting tons of time with my daughter uh due to the pandemic uh she was here in halifax and i was in germany and uh we had hoped that she was going to be able to travel uh after christmas uh to come see me and and spend time in germany uh, but just with the way everything panned out, uh, we spent a lot of time away from each other. So I'm getting tons of time with her and soaking, nice. soaking that in. And uh, she's doing amazing. And uh, um, How old is she? She's four years old. What are some of her interests? <sighs> uh, pretending. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what yeah. a four-year-old does pretending. Okay. No, she's she's awesome. Um, so I, the cottage I rent is actually uh, my trainer's cottage. So he has a separate cottage on the same land, and he has uh, four kids. Oh, so wow. it's it's ideal for him for her because uh, um, with this pandemic, I've heard of some families who have children that are kind of really isolated and it's it's really sad to see and and i'm super fortunate that she's able to be around kids and and be a kid but uh when it's just me and her i'm uh, i'm a full-time actor and whatever role she puts me into uh i i i get into it pretty intensely so um it's 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 so much fun so much fun and i'm happy to be here uh uh, right now yeah and it's a great time to be home too you'll be able to to be outside and do whatever you want camping under the sun yeah definitely fires definitely yeah with the weather uh with the weather coming around uh trying to spend as much time outside as possible and yeah. and you notice it with kids too so i hang out with with those four kids and uh it's same thing once you get them kind of into the woods and just let them roam and walk yeah. and see a flower a mushroom or a yeah and that childhood minds and and just see them kind of get lost and stuff like that is, is really cool to see but uh she's an amazing kid amazing kid and i'm super proud of her what's the game plan for like a phone and an ipad for a four-year-old like do we how does what, what what if your daughter comes to you and goes hey dad can i get a, an ipad or like what's your answer like what age i don't Ah, that is something that is, uh, I guess, constantly changing with with time and technology. But uh, um, my ex and I are pretty much on the same page as far as that goes. She's not going to park herself in front of an iPad at four years old. Yeah, she doesn't have one. She doesn't have a phone, and I don't see a phone in her future. <laughs> I like to uh, I like to believe that. Uh, she won't have a phone until she has a driver's license and needs one, but I I don't know. Do you see other four-year-olds with iPads? Like I'm I'm not around. Yeah, I I mean I I make lots of observations, but I'm I'm the parent of my child, and that's that's yeah. all I can really control. And lots of people have different uh, parenting uh, um, philosophies, and lots they all all the children seem to turn out uh turn out well with lots of love so i'm not uh i'm not here to tell you what's the best best thing to do i just know that uh um when you when you do have a kid on an ipad or yeah. on a tv and you turn it off the uh <laughs> the reaction is not a healthy one if if someone needs that that thing right in front of them yeah. so badly it's probably not uh probably not a great thing to be putting in front of them all the time so. yeah um, yeah, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to write any parenting books anytime soon, but, uh, Hey, you, you, you convinced me. I'm not going to put it. I, I don't have any kids, but it won't happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's in my past, there was times where you just have to, like if you're on an airplane yeah. traveling overseas, you're going to have to treat the kid to, uh, to a couple movies, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's navigating life as it changes. Yeah. Have you been watching any of the playoffs? Are you one of those guys when hockey's done, you don't even watch? Uh, no, I show – so I didn't get to watch a lot of hockey this year. Uh, I watch a lot of highlights, but it's typically uh, – I'm typically watching Colorado and Boston highlights just because I'm checking up on Nate and Brad. And uh, I have a great group of friends back here, uh, and Brad's part of that friend group, and we have a group chat going. So every every oh, group, oh, I'd love to see that group chat. <laughs> so every uh, every uh, 
Bruins game. The boys are all tuned in, and we can't be together uh, watching them all right now. So uh, the guys are watching uh, live and chatting. So I've probably watched maybe four playoff games since I've been back. Um, what? I watched maybe more. Did you watch Sid last night? I didn't. No, I didn't catch Man, that one. Feel for the guy. I saw the uh, I saw a couple of the highlights, um, but I, I mostly watched uh, the Boston games and then the Montreal Toronto games. I've turned yeah. into a couple of those, and my God, is it gonna be an absolute? How's politically correct? Wait a second. Oh, no one listens to this, man. You don't gotta worry about it. Say <laughs> what you want. Okay, <laughs> like. The Canadian teams, it's going to be a brain fuck when they walk into a full stadium. Thank I, you. Why is no one else? No, no one else will agree. A lot of people aren't agreeing with that. Oh my I, god! I was thinking like I couldn't imagine playing with no fans, because because a lot of these teams in the U.S. slowly built up to the capacity they've been to, so it's a little more fans, a little more fans, and now you're seeing some of these buildings are just rocking like full playoff mode, and uh, as a player, I'm like. I know what it's like to play with no fans. It's terrible. Was it's, it garbage this year? It's I shouldn't. Yeah, it's terrible is a good word. It's not. It's not as enjoyable and it's not as competitive. And uh, I shouldn't say that. It's competitive, but the uh, the adrenaline's not there. Yeah. And the extra aggression and it's it's some games you had to really fight to care to it's your job not care i wouldn't care wouldn't be the way to describe it i would say you really have to fight to not fall into a scrimmage mentality really where it's kind of like there's no fans you're playing you're flowing and it's easy to get caught in a in a moment where you're like okay wait one sec this matters like this isn't summer hockey like and i think everyone needed a little reminder throughout the year there are players who who have that ability to bring it to the next level all the yeah. time, regardless of the situation. But as a group, you really had to hype yourself up, like walking out on the ice for warm up or walking out at the start of the game with no fans. It's, it's, it's a different emotion. So, um, you don't have that, not anxiety, but that, that adrenaline, that, that on edge ability. Yeah. And I, I wonder, uh, with these Canadian teams who are playing with no fans, what it's like for them. Obviously it's the NHL. They know so many people are watching, but the, the emotion's not in the building. And uh, I'm really interested to see what happens once they do cross over. I don't know what the game plan is. Um, I heard if if Toronto makes it out. If This is all I look at, all sports. Are you a Toronto fan? Montreal. What You're a what fan? Montreal. I am too. Are you? Why are you assuming Toronto makes it out? Because this is all Sportsnet talks about, or TSN. Yeah. Because oh, if there is a solution, they only have it for Toronto. I'm not saying Toronto's going to yeah, make it, true. but this is all I know. Could be Winnipeg, though, right? Very well could be Winnipeg. Yeah. Very well could be Montreal. I don't like, I don't like giving Toronto all the... Anyways, here's, here's what they said. They said <laughs> Buffalo. They're going to go to Buffalo because then they can have some Toronto fans because it's right next to Ontario, Buffalo. And then they can right. pack that stadium. Okay. So that's the plan with Toronto, Montreal. Hey, I had no idea. Winnipeg, I have no idea. But that, that, that's that's all I know for the solution for Toronto. Okay. You're the first person that told me that. I was actually wondering that yesterday. I was wondering what, what's going to happen because I don't see – I guess I don't see the Canadian government letting no, them th go back and forth no, right now, no. which is 
yeah, a little bit disappointing, but it's it's going to be a huge disadvantage not having a true home game in yeah. playoffs. Oh, yeah. You could put it in Buffalo, but that's it's not a home game. No. But yeah, I'd love to see the reaction or kind of get a inside the locker room camera of of what these guys are saying as they come into a full stadium again. Yeah. Like, oh, that emotion must feel so good. So good. Yeah. I, I want to talk to some NHL guys this year. Like I know Highmore's on his way back from Vancouver right now, and he got to experience both because he was in Chicago. Yeah. And now he's in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So he got to experience the fans a little bit. Uh, but then he got traded to Vancouver. When he was in Chicago, though, was he? Were they? Did they have fans in Chicago at that time? Yet, I'm pretty sure. Not yeah. maybe just five thousand, okay. but they still had fans. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's such a different beast because you see some of these videos of these teams, and it's like, it's not just like, oh, we're letting in a few fans. It's like rocking now. Oh, the Coliseum yesterday in New York rocking. on the island. Yeah, it's not. And then you, oh, unbelievable. Oh, man. The Knicks, too, at Madison Square Garden. The the Madison Square Garden was packed, and they won. They were partying on the street. Yeah. I I have such, uh, like, there's just uh, an energy in me that resonates with seeing pictures of crowds right now. Like, yeah. oh. seeing the golf, the pictures of Mickelson with, like, people around. I'm like, I just want to be around people people just want to be together yeah. people just want to be together absolutely absolutely yeah i think a lot of people are craving that human connection and uh that you're able to get together with a, one person or a couple people at a time and yeah. i think uh i think people are really uh really looking forward to getting together in groups again and kind of speaking your mind and that's it that's another i guess Another thing I think about too is uh, just with everything going on, and I was talking about like people have differences, opinions, and uh, when you are kind of isolated and locked down like this, you re- a lot of people resort to communicating on social media or Twitter or Instagram and and spending time on that. And you might have a difference of opinion on on something that's going on in the world right now, but. If you do take the time to sit down with someone who does have a difference of opinion and and speak in person, it seems like you always find a common ground. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are craving that right now, where to get together with people in groups and kind of talk and and share ideas and and look someone in the face and explain what you feel and see what they feel and kind of that that human mm-hmm. connection and uh, looking forward to that. And I guess when you see these fans and stands packed, I'm just like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait yeah. to be to be uh to be around around that energy again especially you you're a guy who a rare human being who gets to play in front of thousands and thousands of people a night not a lot of us get to experience that yeah and i the most i ever played in front i I played in front of the metro center with like nine thousand people once and i'll never forget it it was one of the best feelings i'll I'll ever experience in my entire life it's a it's hard to explain but to be able to have a a guy sitting across from me like you that gets to do it on a on a regular basis i couldn't imagine the amount of i don't want to miss the the, i couldn't imagine the amount of miss that you're gonna miss it is that what i'm trying to say the amount of you're gonna miss it you must miss it so much because i know that feeling i when the game was over in the third period I was like, please don't send me down because I want to be able to experience yeah. that again. Like it was all I wanted to do was just play in front of a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's something, I think it's something I'll miss. Um, not, not a crazy amount, but I think more than anything, this year allowed me to realize how much it adds and how much well, it, well said. It, uh, 
how much it matters. Like, uh, you kind of always had uh, quick clips and maybe commercials of players who were like, oh, you're the fans, you guys matter. And yeah. yeah, I've said it. I've been like, <laughs> oh, you're fans, knowing you guys are behind us and supporting. And you kind of say it because someone gives you a piece of paper to say it. But this year proved it. Like, <laughs> I was playing this year, and I was like, my God, like – fans change the game in a big way and it is so apparent when you go um to a place like germany where there's such a discrepancy between the top teams where you have like 18,000 20,000 fans packed to you have kind of smaller buildings where it's like 4,000 and it's kind of an old school building and packed but they're both so loud like so loud and so into it and then you play this year with nothing and you're like my god it changes the game changes the game so next time they ask me to thank the fans i'm going to be doing it from the heart because i i've seen both sides yeah. of it and it's <laughs> it's it's so apparent how much how much it adds and and how much it matters um do you have a moosehead story where like the building was packed, just a, a memorable game at the Halifax Metro Center, not Scotiabank Center, Halifax Metro Center. Do you have a Do you have a game? That picture I posted of you, by the way, is unreal. Those jerseys. Those are my favorite. Those are such the, good jerseys. Yeah. That's the that whenever I like picture the Mooseheads. Yeah. That's the jersey I think of. I love it. Unreal. I, the red, I, the green. I haven't seen I haven't seen a picture of myself in that jersey in a long time. I was pumped when I saw it. And I saw my tape job on my stick, and I was like, what was I? Why? What was wrong with it? I had the Bertuzzi. I was super proud of it. Like, real long, real long knob at the top. Like, oh, you did, too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I have it short now, but I might bring it back this year just for fun. Um, Big captain. Mooseheads, uh, the one time that I remember being like, wow, this is nuts, was my first line brawl. And I was my first year, and uh, we had a huge line ball brawl against uh, Bathurst. It's on YouTube. It is on YouTube, and it was. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I remember the game. We, uh, my D partner Frankie McDonald, got ran over by a guy, and I forget his, I forget his name, but it was it was a dirty hit. He got kicked out, and Al McAdam was our coach, and he didn't like it. So I'm looking at the bench, and uh, Donnelly's are coach at the time and i'm looking at the bench and don lee's like yeah go ahead yeah and they send out ben chase on as my d partner so i'm like okay i mean chase on and then they send out justin saunier and they send out cormier and uh kirk forrest oh geez so it's chase on saunier cormier and forrest and me and i'm like, <laughs> and i'm looking at the bench i'm like i'm like you want me out are you like, 16 i'm 17 17 okay 17 early in the year and I'm kind of this is my first fight too. Like I hadn't fought yet. That's awesome. Yes, that's amazing. So I'm like, looking. I'm like, I'm, I watch hockey. I understand what's going on right now. Yeah. So I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm looking at the ice and I'm like, you you got to pick someone quick here because these guys are. You're not gonna have a lot of time. Yeah. To, to pick your meal. Yeah. The the buffet line's going quick. Uh. So the puck. I don't even know if the puck drops and everyone just kind of meets and. Uh, I got matched up with a guy, Jonathan Duchesneau, and uh, sounds tough. Yeah, <laughs> I had a really good fight. Like I was Did really you? happy. Yeah, uh, there's. Uh, it ended. He didn't have his jersey. He had his shoulder pads off and his elbow pads and jersey, and and I was the first one to fight. So after I fought, I was kind of ushered off, 
and I got off the ice, and then I got to see everything else, and I was like, this is mayhem. Did like, you go through the Zamboni exit? Yeah, the oh, Zamboni. So how did you see everything else? So I they just had... turned around. Like, oh, you just waited yeah, there. Yeah, I okay. just waited and, like, watched. But, uh, yeah, and then showered up and put on your suit, and you got to walk up the stairs. Cause we through walked... the fans? Yeah, I just I, – I didn't know what to where I was supposed to go, but I went – I might have followed Sonia. I was like, where do we go? Can we go watch the game? He so was... you didn't know about the elevator? No. So okay. we kind of walked up. Yeah. And the fans are like cheering you on like you're in your suit. They just saw you go to war and I was like this is cool. That was that's kind of a memory that uh that sticks out of the Metro Center. That's awesome. Fun. And whoever recorded that video on you that's an amazing piece of history to ha- to have on. Yeah. That the one at the Forum too. Yeah. The I don't know, I forget the Tim Boyce had a great behind the scenes story on that but those are two big brawls in halifax that will never be forgotten yeah it was great it's always a that one's always a story that comes up when you when you start talking about old hockey stories you're oh, like yeah. oh you should see yeah this one time in junior doesn't happen anymore doesn't happen anymore there's a couple line brawls this year already hot nhl there was yeah but yeah. i know it just doesn't happen yeah, few and far between but yeah yeah it was a it was a cool memory, fun memory. So what's on the agenda for the rest of the day? It's raining out, so you can't go golfing or hunting. No, uh, I uh, grocery shopping, um, nothing major. I don't think I have anything on the to-do list, but uh, going to get my daughter here soon and have a big evening and uh, plan a few big days. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's one of the uh, one of the good things about uh, what's going on is there's not a lot of plans. So there's not a lot of navigating uh, what you have to do or what you have lined up. You're kind of free to yeah. do what you want and, and make a plan. Awesome. Well, Andrew, man, thank you very much for coming. Thanks, I, I appreciate you coming. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I appreciate doing it. When uh, when things open up, I'm coming to Germany. Are you, I didn't even ask you. Are you allowed to say what you're doing next year? Are you going? Oh, I yeah, I signed two more years. Did you? Yeah. Congratulations. So, That's awesome. Uh, it was uh, it was announced at the end of the season, but uh, probably uh, earlier in the season, mid season, uh, we agreed to a two year extension. Awesome. Well, so congrats. I think uh, yeah, two more years, and I think it's uh, it's it's my exit plan. Or I'm gonna start thinking about it. So. Well, whatever you decide to do. Yeah, you'll, you'll be successful at it. I know. I hope so. It'll we'll be see. good. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm sorry about the, the little breaks in the podcast, but that's the way she goes there in a pandemic. Once again, Andrew, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We are, uh, we're out. Peace. Cheers. Well, it's not always raining. There'll be days like this. When there's no one complaining, there'll be days like this. When everything falls into place, like the flick of a switch. Oh, my mama told me, there'll be days like this. When you don't need to worry, there'll be days like this. When no one's in a hurry, there'll be days like this. When all the parts of the puzzle start to look like they should, then I must remember there'll be days like this. When you don't need an answer, there'll be days like this. When you don't need a chance, there'll be days like this. When you don't get the trade by that old Judas kiss. And I must remember 
There'll be days like 